Hello, and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you, but ones that have gone to Relay.fm and signed up to support the show directly. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Brianna Wu, executive director of Rebellion Pack, and Christina Warren, senior developer advocate at GitHub. Uh, we're recording on a spicy, warm morning, uh, which, as longtime listeners might know, we live on two different coasts, which means <sighs> it's early for all of us, but in different and worse ways for some of us. So. Especially worse for Christina. I think it's worse for Christina than us. Um, yeah, yeah. That's what I was implying. But, but, hey, you know what? It's not always the case. Sometimes I haven't gone to bed yet. This time I actually had been asleep. Wow. So, yeah, so this time, yeah, I'm... I'm I mean, that's Doing really it. impressive. You would have so much time to study if you stayed up all night and pulling an all-nighter for our little podcast. We have a, a, a packed show for you today. We're going to be talking about Samsung's uh, latest showcase where they talked about their new phones. We are, as must be done, going to be talking about the rebranding of our online home, Twitter into no. X. It's called 10, Simone. It's no. pronounced 10. How dare you, Christina? <laughs> I wish it were. <laughs> we maybe we should just I'm, call I, it I, 10. I am just going to call it 10. I'm I really am. I'm like not even <laughs> like that's oh yeah. Man. And then for dessert, we're going to be discussing Barbie. If you are a boosty, a subscriber who gets an ad-free show and a bonus segment because you signed up to support us directly, uh, you're going to get a bonus segment where we talk about these bonkers uh, House Oversight Committee hearings where the former intelligence officer is talking about aliens. I can't believe it. It's finally happening. Tom DeLong DeLong was right is basically... um, is basically the headline there. So you definitely want to tune in. And also, again, a- another thanks to our boosties for making this episode possible. So subscribe to, to hear our digital goodness. I think should become an Aliens uh, a Truther podcast from now on. <laughs> Which I mean, like, honestly. Simone, you would you would be really good at like an X-Files kind of theme, I think. I will become uh, Jillian Anderson if we need me to. I was no, going to say. You're spooky I, I, Mulder. You're Mulder. I'm sorry. Oh. Like, Christina is Scully. Like, that's just true. <laughs> How am I not the skeptic when it comes to this stuff? You're... Uh, <laughs> You're, uh, Christina, help me out here. Do I need to explain? Like, like you're 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 out there. I am out there. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm just the alien guys. Do I need to bring up the dream that you had again? Oh my god! I am. <laughs> I'll just mention it for listeners. Yeah, so why not? We're recording in the morning, which means I, you know, was thinking about the show while sleeping. I freaking had a dream that I fell asleep while we were recording, and I woke up and there was like a seven-hour file on my laptop, and I was like, "Oh no! Oh my god!" And I've got to get Brianna and Christina back on so we can like actually re-record the end of the show like i don't know how this happened and i got them both and they were both like yeah you seem like a little weird but it was totally fine and you ended the show just like normal and i was like what <laughs> you're just like a little just a little different from usual but fine okay but you so, still did anyway. it in, in in your sleep you still did it in your yeah. sleep which is amazing I did. <laughs> oh my god what if this is all a dream right now i would love that because it would mean that I would I was still resting and being asleep. 
Well, you know what's not resting, though, is Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue. The, uh, yes, thank you. Which has brought out some upgraded flip and fold phones at their latest event, as well as some new Galaxy tabs um, and some and a, an updated watch uh, in an event. The flip and fold phones both have been upgraded to the Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 chip. I believe the Galaxy tabs S9, S9 Plus and S9 Ultra are also on it as well. And the folding phones have updated hinges that allow them at last to fold flat. Yes. Here we go. Um so should we start talking about the the flip much like they did in the show itself? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the flip phone is of course the like uh the modern version of the retro phone that we all know and love that like folded down vertically. It's a ga- uh, this- it's a Game Boy Advance SP. Yes. Like, yes. Actually, yeah. Yeah, that's what it, it is. is. It's a Game Boy Advance SP, which is honestly why it's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that as a diss. I was like, uh-huh. no, that's great. That's exactly what I wanted. So we'll come back to that. So <laughs> okay, the Galaxy okay. Z Flip 5 has a bigger cover screen in its fold mode compared to the previous version. It's 3.4 inches versus 1.9, which is a pretty substantial difference. You can send text with a full keyboard on that folded cover screen. And it also has a front facing selfie camera. Uh, so you can take photos, selfies when it's in the folded mode that integrates with the watch so that you can control it remotely. Uh, you set it up, take photos of yourself doing cool things from your watch. Fun. It is also perhaps more importantly staying at $9.99 uh, price-wise. Uh, pre-orders are available now and it arrives August 11th uh, and comes in a variety of fun colors. It's competing, of course, with the Motorola Razor Plus and the f- verdicts that I read implied that it's going to be a uh, a firm challenger. Firm challenger, but firm challenger to what? The Motorola Razor Plus. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, cuz they, they look very similar. Um I mean, which they look like the the Game Boy Advance SP, which I love. I'm sorry. I think that's a great design. I no, love it. It was the best. It was the best Game Boy Advance. The only it was the button placement, like for the L and R buttons, can made your yeah. hands cramp after yeah. a while. Well, but I have other small than hands. That, I have small hands, so it didn't matter. Far. Fair. Yeah. Fair. So so it's perfect. So yeah. So that's honestly why I look at this. And I'm like, you know what? If I was going to get like a foldable phone, this would be kind of like the this would be the one that I would want. Yeah, I think it's a neat. I'm I'm kind of trying to like obviously I, I think it's hard for me to talk about uh Android phones because I'm just so deeply into the Apple ecosystem. Oh yeah. I'm trying to genuinely think about between the two folding phones that Samsung was showing here today, like obviously the fold opens up wider, whereas the flip opens up vertically into just like a normal phone. And like the 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 cool fold aspect of you of it that you get is when it becomes smaller versus when it becomes bigger. Um, And I do, I think just based on the fact that like, I, I don't really have a, the, any kind of watch second screen or take advantage of any kind of like remote, like capabilities that would take me away from my phone. Like this, I feel like the cover screen is kind of, here's something to do rather than opening your phone and like being in your phone and kind of immersing yourself in that. Um, I, (laughs) maybe I should, but I have never really been drawn to any of those alternate use cases. 
And so for me, like, I think this is incredibly fun. I'm super excited by it more so than the Fold. However, I I, I think it's not a phone for me, as it were, just because of the way, like, it, it seems more more fun to me than something I would actually want to use. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, again, I for me, is it the, the appeal of it would honestly be it it presumably take could take up less space in in a yeah. pocket yeah. or a purse. Like I was I was at a concert Undeniable. this weekend and you know you have to have like the stupid like um you know like clear bags or whatever. And like that would have been nice because it's basically kind of like not not much bigger than a compact. And so that I, I kind of don't mind. I think some of the widgets on the front, I agree with you. I think that's gimmicky. Um but it's neat that it's there. Um, I, I like the I'm I'm watching the the Verges um video um right now and um the fact that you can kind of swipe through uh like different widgets and stuff. That's kind of neat. Yeah, I, I honestly love the way that they've set up like the four directions of swipes to like bring down menus slash messages slash everything else. Like it, it it seems like it's really well thought through. Um and I think for the people who who want to take advantage of this, whether it's because of the size, whether it's because of the like it, it genuinely does sort of feel like a substitute for the watch, even though obviously it integrates yes. with the watch. But it's I similar actually, in that you don't have yes. to open your phone. Okay, you literally took the words out of my mouth because when I'm watching this video, I'm like, oh, okay, this looks like they've just blown up the watch interface, potentially. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the the watch interface is like these days because I haven't used an Android watch or Samsung, you know, um, Wear, whatever, whatever OS Samsung is using on the watch. I'm assuming it still ties in. I haven't used that in years but that's that's what it looks like and and i and i like it it's just you know actually at like a large size so um i you know i i think i think it's i think it's neat um i i unless uh, unless slash until apple makes a, a foldable phone i'm never going to get one but of, of the two <laughs> i do have to say this one's more interesting to me but we're it's obviously not the flagship Mm-hmm. I mean, so this is this is kind of where I am with this, and this is kind of going into a whole different screen. But I, I want to tell a story uh, about what my week has been like. So, um, I dropped my iPhone, and I put a small crack in the the back glass of it. Right, not a big deal. This is why you know you get Apple Care Plus, right? So I go and I make an appointment to go to my Apple Legacy store, right? Uh, this should be a same-day repair, you know? Yeah, this the, should just the, be able to swap it in and out is what they usually do. 100%, right? Uh, it's just the back glass. This is not an old model. It's the current model. Uh, there's no reason you shouldn't have this part in stock, right? So I get there, and surprise, surprise, you know, it's they don't have it in stock. They need to mail it out. And I talk to them about how I'm leaving town, right? Um, and I need to be able to have my phone back in time. Um, you know, I talked to them for quite a while. They're like, look, we're going to send this out today. It's the same day thing. You'll have it back by Wednesday. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll deal with it uh, because you don't have this one part in stock, whatever. Mm. Um, so I'm supposed to get it back yesterday. I don't. Um, and I end up calling Apple support. They can't help me. They don't know where it is. They don't know what the status of it is. They bumped me up to level two technical support. They're trying to call the store, and the store isn't even answering for Apple to mm. to like go and give an update on my phone, right? So now it's today and I'm literally leaving town and I don't have my iPhone, right? Um I I really do genuinely believe Apple like tech support uh for their products is not what it used to be 
at all, as evidenced by the keyboard uh, debacle, butterfly keyboard debacle. It's just, it's a terrible experience every single time. Mm. So I really find myself when I'm sitting on an airplane next to someone with a Samsung Galaxy, right, that folds, um, I really find myself going, like, why am I still in the Apple ecosystem, right? Like, these are, um, Christine, when you talked me into, like, building my own PC, yeah. um, Windows is great nowadays. Uh, you know, I don't think it's as good as, you know, Mac OS, but it's, it's like, what I get for power in my built PC uh, more than makes that a trade-off worth doing. Totally. So, you know, when I see Samsung doing events like this, I, I really sit there and go through what are my reasons for still being in the Apple ecosystem, right? It's it's cybersecurity. That's the really big one. But when it comes to like support for it, if I have to mail off my phone to get like basic support, why the hell wouldn't I just do Samsung care anyway? Right. Yeah. It's it's I'm really frustrated with what Apple is nowadays. No, I mean, I think that's a valid point. Like, and that's like, honestly, I, that's obscene to me that, um, and I'm, assu- I'm assuming if you had the glass back that, cause you don't have the iPhone 14, it would be the iPhone 13, right? No, it's the iPhone 14 pro. Okay. For some reason, I thought this was an aluminum back. Um, no. but, um, but regardless, like it's, it's, a, it's insane to me that they didn't just have a way to swap out a new model for you because, and you know, which, which to me, I think speaks to, uh, again, like the, the difference in quality, um, control going down because I think the last time that I had a broken phone, which I guess was two or two or three years ago, um, it was pre-pandemic. It was one of those situations where I think that they wanted to try to do a repair and I had like, a, there was actually like a speaker issue. I was like, mm. you're not going to be able to repair this. You need to swap right. this out. Yeah. And, 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 um, and I, I, I've had to, although I did have an experience when my AirPods Pro uh, Gen 2s, not the ones that were stolen, yeah. on Sunday, but the, um, actual, um, my, 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 actually, yes, the ones that were stolen on Sunday, sorry, but actually, but the ones before that, the ones that I bought, like literally right after I bought them, I dropped them pretty hard on the ground and then I'd had a hard time pairing them. And so I went to the store, I had a screenshot of the issue and of course it was then working when I took it to the store and they yep. gave me, and, and these <laughs> things had been out for two weeks. I was still within the warranty return period, right? Like I could have yeah. actually just returned them if I'd wanted to. And they gave me a hard time about switching them out for a new pair with me, like for because they I guess they had a refurb set or whatever. Like, like they gave me a hard time. Like I had to literally like insist. I was like, no, I'm not leaving here with the same headphones that I came in with. Oh, well, we ran right. this diagnostics and they're fine. I was like, that's great. I was like, I'm just telling you right now that I'm not leaving with the same headphones that I came in with. So you can you can do whatever you need to do on that, but I'm I'm not leaving without this. Chaining yourself to the desk well, at the Apple store. Well, I mean, you know, or, or or call an executive. Like I'm just saying, like you know, and 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 I'm I'm not trying to like be a Karen or whatever, but you you may you you have enough you know in service for an item that is literally in stock that they could swap out for me. Like you know, it, it was a, for an item that they don't repair anyway. You know, it was a dumb thing. So. To your point, Bree, I totally understand. I totally like feel you. The the support quality has gone down, and I definitely, for me, there are too many ecosystem things like iMessage that keep me locked in. But I, I definitely think that there is something to be said about like the you know oh the the quality is so much better. Not necessarily being true. At least for me, it's a lot of the other things that would be much harder to uh, to give up. I I just think if Apple themselves can't talk to my local store on 
like get them on the phone because they're not answering. Oh, no, like, I it's agree. not just that they're ignoring <laughs> me. It's a, oh, a no. senior Apple level two technician cannot call the store and they're choosing not to answer it. I think that's really indicative of where Apple quality is gone. Like they don't have processes set up anymore to to help people, right? Um, so I, I just, I think that, you know, uh, look, we're tech people, right? When we see the new sexy thing, I certainly want to buy it. Totally. And the fact that these hinges are designed now, that actually folds flat without that, you know, that U gap in the middle, that's really, really sexy to me. And when, totally you know, I see, I see people with this device, I want it. It's this fold factor seems worthwhile. So I don't know. You know, work is, uh, as 2024 is heating up, uh, you know, work is going to buy me a second phone. And I have to be straight. I'm really, really thinking about uh, doing Samsung just because. Uh, I almost, I know, frankly, because it would be helpful I was, for the show. I was show, the same thing. I dare you. Yes, I, I was dare gonna say, you to do it. I was going to say, can we do a free <laughs> Android challenge? Because, you know, I used to do these things like where I would like, force myself to lock my iPhone up for a certain period of time to use another phone. Um, and we're not going to make you do that, but like, if you're going to get a second phone from work, like, yeah, just get, get a Samsung. Like it would be great for the show. We could have a segment like breeze, like Android check-in. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should. Um, speaking of which, so my next question to you would be which one. And I will now tell you about the galaxy Z full five. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the Samsung's upgrade of the galaxy Z fold is a much more minor one than what they did with the Z flip five. Um, like I said earlier, it does have the hinges that let it fold completely flat. It's still waterproof. It's got a brighter screen, uh, cost $17.99. Um, And it's like, it's, yeah, it's a steep price and a pretty small upgrade, according to the people who like got their hands on with it and were at the the showcase. But Verge suggests that it's maybe less of like a, a phone to get existing Fold users to purchase the new model, but just to keep its edge and keep it, keep it competitive against Google when it comes to uh, to Android? Yeah, because Google released uh, a few weeks ago. I don't think we covered it, but there was like the Pixel Fold. I don't even know what it was called, yeah. um, which which promptly then um, broke when um, Ron <laughs> from Ars Technica used it. It got like a tiny piece of speck of dust was enough oh, to no. to literally break the whole panel. That's my fear with the um, with the vertically um, uh, folding um, or, you know, I guess horizontally, like they, they, they fall like where is it they fold? It looks yeah, like it's a hot dog fold. This right, one's it's a hot, hot dog. dog. The okay, other thank one's you. hamburger. Okay, thank you. Because I because I was like it's like the axis and the other thing are opposite. So yeah. <laughs> well, you can rotate it whichever way you want, Christina. Oh God, you're right. You can. So the hot. So, 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 so who knows so, what direction it's folding? Okay, so the hot dog fold. Perfect. So that that's the one thing I don't like about that is that at least so far it seems like those phones are still more sensitive to breakages. Although I think Samsung at this point has a much better record of figuring that out than than clearly Google does. So mm-hmm. um but eighteen hundred dollars uh is, yeah, is a lot a of lot. money. Like like because you know, I mean like it's bad enough that like I basically with tax and Apple Care spend fifteen hundred, you know, on my iPhone, but that is with upgrades and with the bigger model, right? Like I'm getting the Max, I'm getting the Pro Max, getting the Apple Care, I'm getting like I got five hundred twelve gigabytes you know, of storage, like that's, you know, I'm, I'm getting 10 point something percent sales tax. That's what that's about. But yeah, but $1,800, that's like, that. that's two grand 
before, if you're if you're in like the state of Washington or the state of New York, state of New York, yeah, slightly we less. Get our beautiful tax. Exactly. <laughs> that that that's two thousand dollars before you walk out of the store. Which go to good causes. So that I mean that leads me to my question, Bree. Like you you said you love the way the flip looks and everything, but I the fold is I mean it, it larger and perhaps more powerful for the work that theoretically you could be doing on it. Do you have a preference between the two? Well, it's definitely the the Game Boy SP, you know, yeah. version of it. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of the fold, but I think if you're getting something with the tablet factor, the advantage of the iPad size nowadays is you can like throw the magic keyboard in a bag and then you don't have to pack a whole laptop to like go on a road trip or go to a meeting or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So I, I just don't see the advantage to that. But you oh, know, nice. a really small like second phone that you can throw in a purse, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, um, so you'd be more just like just making cuter. calls, shooting yeah. off texts from the cover screen. 100%. 100%. Yep. 100%. Okay. Well, yeah. the problem is like I donate so much money to politicians that they call me all the time asking for money. So I need to just be able to put my phone aside and have them not bother me. So. Or like give them the, give them the number of, of, of your secondary phone. Right. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, not not honestly much to say about the Fold 5. Um, it will yeah, have software great. improvements. Great. Yeah, it's it's functionally still good. Uh, software improvements, they'll come to the earlier Fold models as well, like having four recent apps in the taskbar and a new drag and drop to copy things between apps. Um, yeah. that. And then, shall we talk about the watches? Sure. Ever so briefly. I mean, yeah, I, mean I don't know what to really say. I yeah, like the honestly, idea. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I don't know either. I'll just briefly summarize. Uh, they also uh, announced the Watch 6 Classic and the standard Galaxy Watch 6. Um, the Watch 6 Classic has a rotating physical rotating bezel again, which I think is pretty sick. Um, they've also got a lot of health, uh, like health alerts and stuff, like monitoring your resting heart rate, notifying you if it gets funky when you're resting, uh, which I think is all great and pretty standard. Um, and then we've got that trio of tablets that I mentioned at the top that I, I noted this specifically. Sorry, do they just come in black and beige? Huh. Am I... Am I? You sound genuinely offended. I am. I mean, I, <laughs> I kind of am too, that was, and that's that's weird because, like, I have a. Um, you guys remember when I was like obsessed with um, e-ink devices? Yeah. Okay, so I have like a, a pink stylus from Samsung for one of their tablets because it works with my uh, both the Remarkable, the Kindle Scribe, or I guess all three, and the uh, um, Onyx, um, the Books Onyx or whatever. And it and it's good, but it's pink. So I know at least as of like a few years ago, like two years ago, they were making pink ones. But this is this is very insulting if it's only coming in, in I, beige. I'm looking at Android Police right now. This might just be the base S9 model. I'm not sure about the Plus or the Ultra, but it, the S9 does indeed only come in black and beige oh. at the moment. So That's so boring. And so on Samsung, yeah, I, I was pretty upset. <laughs> Not that it will affect me at all, because me and my forest green iPad are very happy together. All right. Any final thoughts about the uh, Samsung event before we move on to uh, a spicier oh, topic? Oh, no. Do we have to talk about I know. Stu- oh. we, we, we've been putting this off for so long. The, the only other thing I'll say uh, about the Samsung thing is that they held the event in, um, in Seoul this year. 
which uh, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think puts put a, a lot of the coverage of it uh, in some interesting um, positions because there were some outlets that would accept uh, travel um, to uh, Seoul and some outlets that had to pay for their own or had to make that decision because of their ethics requirements. And then YouTubers who obviously will take the free travel and will then say very nice things about the event because they were just wined and dined by the fine people at Samsung. But that's neither here nor there. That hasn't impact anything at all. I just think that's interesting. (sighs) There's actually a really good piece that I I didn't want to make it a a topic of the show because I felt it would be... Too uh, predictable of me to talk about K-pop during the Samsung event, but uh, <gasps> Mashable I mean, it's published. Not, we're trying to get away from really... talking about X. Let's talk about it. Let's talk, let's talk well, about K-pop. It, it was just like ver- versus the tech aspect of it. Um, anyway, uh, Elizabeth Deluna over at Mashable published a piece about how Samsung kind of like they invited a bunch of K idols to the event, nice, and then did not really do anything with them. Classic Samsung. <laughs> Classic Samsung. Yeah, uh, but the specific example that she talked about was like having Suga do from BTS do like this video, pre-recorded video where he's asking questions about the phone, and they oh, play boy. the video, and then they cut to him, and he's just there in the front row, and she was like, "What? Why not?" Put 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 him on stage. Well, that's literally one of the most famous men in Korea. And like stage, I'm I'm sure that probably his like management or something maybe was like, you can't have that. Well, I mean, it's freaking Samsung. Well, Samsung, the the, the shy ball who literally runs that country, they could absolutely make him get on stage if they wanted him to. My only thing is either a they just kind of didn't care enough, or b I was at the CES and I'm um, I'm positive. I'm I nearly positive it was a Samsung event. I want to say it was. Michael Bay was on stage and was supposed to be talking about their TVs and the teleprompter or something was wrong. And and he fumbled for a second and then he got so annoyed. He literally walked off stage. He was like, I'm sorry, I can't. And he literally walked off stage. He literally walked off stage um, in, well, in, in the my, middle of the I guess my rebuttal to that would be that Suga is an entertainer who probably like reads teleprompters and stands on stage <laughs> daily i agree with you i agree with you i'm just saying that that those things can go haywire i also think i also maybe it's just indicative of i don't know man you're right but they they, well samsung does weird events is all i'm gonna say like fair enough um, yeah i've seen them do lots of very interesting things but also lots of very weird things but yeah that that is interesting That's why we love them. It is. Speaking of weird events, Elon Musk has begun a rebranding of Twitter into the succinctly named (sighs) 10. Ten X, the letter X. Uh, the logo has already been replaced on the website with a stylized X. The official Twitter account redirects to X, and we'll talk more about how that happened later. According to the New York Times, uh, I will read this because it is a delight to me. Inside Twitter's headquarters in San Francisco on Monday, X logos were projected in the cafeteria while conference rooms were renamed with X in them, including Exposure, Exult, and Sexy, spelled S3XY, according to photos seen by the New York Times. Um, What has Musk said about this change? I will tell you, he wants to turn Twitter into an everything app that will have comprehensive communications and be a place to conduct your entire financial world. CEO Linda Yaccarino says it is the future state of unlimited interactivity and, as well, a global marketplace for ideas, goods, services, and opportunities, and it will also be powered by AI. Um, a lot... 
just a lot of good information to unpack there, and I'm so excited to do so. Yes. Musk had previously repurchased the URL x.com from PayPal in 2017. He was originally, uh, that was his original sort of branding for that, uh, which changed, and he took it back. As of recording time, there's no redirect in place, and I'm just going to double-check that really quickly. Or rather, Twitter.com doesn't redirect to x.com at the moment. You can still just go to Twitter.com. Um, also related, workers began taking down the logo on the Twitter building before being stopped by police because no proper work permits were filed, leaving it simply ER. Um, and that that is a uh, that is that has been the chaotic rollout of this rebranding of one of the internet's uh, original you know blockbuster apps. Uh, that has uh, turned me into a crackpot conspiracy theorist. Maybe not on the degree of somebody that we'll talk about later in the show, but it has turned me into a conspiracy theorist. We can get into that later. Uh, initial thoughts on the rebranding of Twitter. Um, R.I.P. Oh, God. Where do you even start with this? I mean, obviously, it's a throwback to uh, Musk's original, like, successful startup, which was X.com, which was acquired by PayPal. Um, people don't know this, but he made a ton of effort to uh, force uh, PayPal to drop that name yep. and become X back in the day. And fun fact, uh, according to the New York Times, there was such a uh, security vulnerability with X.com that you could initiate a payment to or from any bank account on Earth uh, because it was so poorly coded. And then uh, when uh, PayPal acquired X.com, they fired Musk uh, for inept mismanagement, which I mm. think was a good um preview of things to come. This is one of these ideas he's been stuck on for a really, really long time. Um, it It is very analogous, I think, to this vision of how, um, you know, in China, they basically have a social yep. media app with, uh, you know, um, a monopoly, uh, correct, with, uh, you know, payment and everything through it. I think he has this vision of it becoming that in the United States, which is a joke because we actually believe in competition in our tech industry here in the United States. States, at least uh, lip service towards it. So I do not think that is going to happen. Um, I think this is a poor decision, uh, but it's what I've come to expect. I feel like the idea of an everything app is not out of the question here, but I feel like Twitter is just not it because the user base <laughs> has always been so small. It's Yeah, it's been small. It's small compared to the other, what we consider the big the big social media apps, it takes up an or inordinate amount of space in the room because the people on it are quite loud. But I feel like Facebook, like Facebook is our WeChat no, in a lot of ways. Well, they've tried. And this is actually what I was going to say. Like this this, this yeah. idea of people trying to copy what has happened in China is not at all new. David Marcus, who ran, so he, he was part of the PayPal mafia. And then he went on um, to do, uh, what was it? Um, Gammer. And then he went on, or no, 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 um, I, you know, he was part of the PayPal mafia. Then he was, um, he did something else. Then he was back at PayPal for a long time. Then he was, then he was at Facebook and he was at Facebook for a long time and he ran mobile and he was not mobile. He ran messenger. And, and then he mm -hmm. got really into, he's the one who had the brilliant idea of doing like the Libra coin or whatever it was. Oh, and, and now oh, he's, doing some, now he's doing some other sort of like, you know, like, uh, uh, uh crypto startup thingy, but he ran all of their their mobile efforts and and tried to turn Messenger. If you recall, when when Facebook Messenger was split into its own app, that was his initiative, and that was them trying to make 
Messenger, the the X app, where they were literally trying to kind of stuff everything into that payments. That's when PayPal payment or not PayPal, Facebook payments came into vogue. You know, they had, you know, the chat, they had, you know, um, uh, shopping, they have all these things. And so they've tried um, mm-hmm. and it, it, it hasn't worked um, because we are not run by an authoritarian regime where you can literally have one company have a monopoly over everything that is, is like, it, I just don't think it works in this country. And I don't think it works I in agree. most of the world. It's not a bad idea, but it is not one of those things where you can like you can literally have an end to end thing on everything. And and if you were, in my opinion, you would need a lot more resources than what uh, Musk has been investing into Twitter, mm-hmm. right? Like he's been slashing and burning, which is fine when you're taking over a company. If you're saying, okay, we need to get rid of some of uh, the the old management, we want to reassess. That's fine. Then what you actually have to do is you have to invest if you're actually wanting to grow it this way. Mm-hmm. If you're wanting to grow it into all these things, then you would need to invest tons and tons of capital to hire new employees, spin up new programs. You would he would need to get bridge loans or something to pay off the debt, or or God forbid, actually sell some of his stock and actually pay some <laughs> of his things his own way, which we know he won't do. And so when I look at like the word salad, like literal succession script writing stuff, which was a satire, we should be clear. Like when I look at like <laughs> that Kendall Roy speech that that yep. that that uh, Linda um, Yarconi, you know, like wrote in an email. Like I'm I'm kind of you know, and and then I see people say that this is some sort of performance art thing and that he's doing this to destroy culture. And like, again, sorry, Casey Newton. I think that's a completely ridiculous assertion. I think this is just, we're looking for reasons when there are none. And it's like, this guy could just be, we can say that he's intelligent and made some uh, smart moves in some arenas that has not translated into this business. And that, you know, it's just dumb. This is just dumb. So, so can I take that? Because uh, I had two things to say. Let me sure. take it one point at a time. Uh, so, the first thing is, I really agree with your first assertion, which is, uh, if Elon Musk is serious about this, you know, you've got to be willing to like refactor the code base and get in there and clean some of this up. The reason Twitter is so buggy today is they had a you know fairly mature tech stack, right? And then they fire half their engineers and they're starting to take out parts of it and you know GraphQL, all that that drama that went on. Um, and and it, it really is you can't go into a mature code base and then just take parts of it out and then you know, add, subtract, change the services. Like, it's clearly a mess. So if you're talking about adding a uh, financial component on top of that, it's just hard to imagine this is anything but spaghetti code on top of spaghetti code, right? (laughs) So if you're you're serious about this, like, it's almost like he needs to go to a whiteboard and ask himself, what is Twitter? And then start over, right? Right. Which is, yeah, to some extent, this is what, um, you know, I, I don't believe in this vision of blue sky, but yeah, this to a certain extent is what Jack Dorsey is trying to do over at Blue Sky, right? Like make a new Twitter protocol that can be you know, picked up and adapted and twisted in all these ways. So maybe that's something he needs to move towards. So I, I really agree with your assessment there, but it's going to be very, very expensive and I don't think he'll spend that money. To your second point, I actually, I, I don't think it was all of Casey Newton's. I I don't think that was all of the reason Elon Musk is doing this, but I do actually think it is a a reactionary move at its core. I mean, what percentage, um, you know, Elon Musk is doing this to kind of 
further his own political ideology of the world. Maybe it's 40%, maybe it's 100%. I think we'd agree it's somewhere between there. But I think it's very clear that this reactionary um, like political motivation is clearly a large part of why he's doing this. I mean, what? why, why kind of don't you agree with that? Because I think that, I think trying to ascribe that reason, because that wasn't necessarily what, what Casey was arguing. He was saying that the, this is like graffiti. I can't remember what the term was. It was, it was like, uh, like, like technical, like vandal. That's what it was like, 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 like cultural vandalism or technical vandalism or something like that. And, and I just, I think that this is trying to ascribe reason and logic to, uh, something when there is none, because even if you agree, like, why else do you buy something that has such a strong brand identity that is literally a verb that has literally got like some of the highest things that you can have then, you know, to, to destroy all of that. Like, I, I just, I, I don't understand there. There's not that that's not a logic based thing. If what you really wanted to do was build this, this new thing um, and, and take over stuff and people are like, Oh, well for cultural cachet. I'm like, okay, but you've destroyed that. Like literally over the last eight months, what he's done is he systemically, you know, cut the value of of a company that was overvalued to begin with. He paid probably twice as much as he should have paid for it, right? right. Um, and 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 he's cut the value now at this point. Like I think that if the banks were to evaluate what they have, to to it's it's probably ten billion or less. And so I just I, I don't think there's any logic there. I don't think that I, I think that trying to ascribe logic to these things is is a fool's errand. And personally, I just don't think that it's I, that. I deep. hear you. You know, Paul Krugman had a piece uh, in the New York Times uh, two weeks ago, kind of talking about the the Howard Husing of billionaires in this country, and it it does seem to be a phenomenon, right? Like you've got Jack Dorsey that is, you know, living in these you know, <laughs> RF like free zone tents and selling it to people, and Elon Musk kind of going for all this extreme stuff here. I do think that it is a real psychological phenomenon that when you uh, acquire this much wealth, uh, you just innately are surrounded by people saying yes to you all yes, the time. That's and true. It kind of makes your reality button get a little bit erased. So, um, you know, I think that there is a sense with the venture capital class that uh, because they made a lot of money on PayPal or whatever, that their ideas about, say, oh, yeah. you know, transgender rights are the correct ones, right? No, I, mean, well, I don't think that really follows. No, well, it's true. I mean, and that, that is and that is true. I mean, VCs have said that basically, you know, they will invest in in, in repeat people. And, and it is, uh, and it's not just, you know, um, VCs. There are a lot of us who you assume, like, what is it called? Like Dunning-Kruger effect. Like, I can do one thing correctly. Yeah. I can do another thing, right? If I can do one thing well, I can do another thing well. Uh, and, and it's just that, that doesn't follow. I just, and, and I'm not, and I agree with Paul Krugman's analysis on that, by the way, I liked his op-ed a lot. I just, I'm not saying that those aren't aspects of why he's making the decisions he is. I just think that trying to find a logical reasoning as to why someone would make as dumb of a decision as to rebrand <laughs> one of the most known things ever <laughs> after you spent all this money on it. I think that trying to be like, oh, well, this had an intentional thing. There's a logic to this. I think that's misguided. I don't think there's any logic to it. I think this is just yeah. somebody being, you know, uh, and I think trying to ascribe logic to it is a fool's errand. And this is just another thing that will continue to destroy the value of what was once my online home. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree with that. I think um, what I'm talking about here is I do think there is a very, very strong attachment to the X branding idea. Um, that seems to have followed him through his entire career. Yeah. 
um, you know, it's why, like, frankly, this this childish, um, like, sexy joke, like this this proclivity yeah. for twelve year old boy jokes about all of this, it, it seems to be a, a theme that he's stuck on. And Which is this, a great yeah. uh, transition to talk to pour one out for poor Gene X Huang, the <laughs> owner of the X handle on Twitter. Uh, R- he's fine. Oh, I know he's fine. Uh, <laughs> but he did R- 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 see his handle. Yeah, R.I.P. to the handle. <laughs> Who did see uh, himself unceremoniously relieved of the very coveted at X on Twitter. Uh, it's now the official Twitter account. Um, so Mashable, I think, reached out to him and yep. he said, yeah, they offered me merch. Um, and theoretically, he's going to get to pick the new handle of his choice. But they just kind of reached out and plucked it, which, as they point, as Mashable pointed out, they're in their rights to oh, take yeah. any handle that they want. OK, can, can, um, I, can I go on a side tangent? I saw people yeah, who have little sure. brainworms yesterday who were like, oh, he needs to lawyer up. He needs to do this. He needs to do that. I'm sorry. What? Are you out of your mind? I'm sorry. I'm not defending anyone here. But any service you sign up for, I don't care who it is. The terms of service are pretty clear. You don't own any rights to any domain name or, or or username rather. And even a domain name, I should point out, I can can take that from you for any reason they want. And yes, you can fight it in the courts and there have been ways to do that. It's legally expensive. And if somebody has enough time, enough money and goes through the ICANN process themselves, they can take anything from you. So what are you on? Like, I'm not saying that this was handled well and that was a crappy thing to do to Gene. However, Yes, obviously they can take this. And if you don't think that this is the first time that Twitter has ever unilaterally taken um, a, a username from another user to give to someone else, wow, do I have stories I can tell you about every single regime of Twitter who's done exactly that. So, like, sorry, that was just my rant on that because I saw people literally arguing that he should lawyer up. And are you out of your freaking minds? I'm sorry. He's not even mad about it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's so silly. I think in that same way, I was really disappointed with um, the people that were breathlessly. I even saw real reporters doing this, kind of out there breathlessly going, oh, look, uh, Microsoft has this trademark on X already. Oh, they can't do this, like blah, blah, blah. If you really look into the trademark, so um, I could... In Dedham, Massachusetts, I could go and make a pizza joint called Marvel Pizza because that's not in direct competition with Marvel Comics, right? It's a different Mm -hmm, industry. No one is going to confuse it. If you really look at the wording of the X trademark that Microsoft has, it's it's very clearly – um, limited to video games, right? Um, now there is a clause in there for what like, if quote, Twitter becomes online. the everything app and makes video games? Yeah, right. Fair point. I mean, Apple computer ran into this when they got into right. music because Apple 100%. records, you know, the Beatles. But sorry, go on. Yeah. No, I was just going to say it's it's they there is a provision in there uh, for Microsoft to do like online bulletin boards. Yeah, I'm not saying there's not a court case there. I mean, in America, anyone can sue anyone for anything at any time. And it's certainly something he should have done first. But I think it's really speaking to what you're talking about, Christina, where people are so eager for Twitter dunk or more evidence that they're mm. not really thinking through the uh, the jurisprudence around this. And it just seems false to fact, in my opinion. Let's move on to talking about our dessert for the day, the film Barbie, which came out in theaters. 
<laughs> on the 21st, uh, Greta Gerwig's latest movie uh, tells the story of Barbie uh, coming into conflict with the real world. And should we do a we're spoiler light, spoiler free conversation? I think it's Barbie been so spoiled on spoiler. the internet, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm open. I, open I, I, question I, I, think, to I think spoiler light. I don't. I, I think it's possible to do spoiler free. Um, truly at this point, but I think spoiler light, like I don't, I don't want to get into specific plot points too much, but, but that's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Just, just because it is, it is still just the first week. I know that everybody, it seems like I've seen it. Which feels bonkers. It it is bonkers because it's been everywhere. I mean, like, like you didn't see it until Tuesday, right, Simone? Tuesday. Yeah. I saw it yesterday. Right. So yeah. So exactly. So, you know, um, whereas, uh, Brie and I saw it this weekend. So um, yeah. I did not see it because I had a meeting with the member of Congress go long. Oh, Wait, no. so you haven't seen it yet? <laughs> so I've not seen it yet. Okay, okay. okay so, so you are the proverbial internet person who yes. has been spoiled. Okay, so, yes. so again, we're doing spoiler light. You've been spoiled, but, but it's spoiler light. Okay. You still deserve a, a somewhat uh, fresh viewing experience. You do. I think I've got it. I mean, I know about... Yeah, I I've been on Twitter this week. I I understand. Sorry to dead name Twitter, but uh, I, I feel I feel, I feel sorry 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 feel, so, sorry to dead name ten. Yes, jeez. Uh, okay, Barbie. Okay, so it has got. I uh, here's my thing about this. Um, this movie obviously has been in the marketing, like for, it's saturating the entire world for months and months and months. The reviews to it and the reactions to it that I saw, I I. I want I'm gonna use the word polarizing, although I feel like that that implies like a degree of hostility that I don't think has been present in the discussion. But I have seen like people that I did not expect to enjoy it being like, I thought it was great. Yes. I've seen people be like, I thought it was dumb. I, I've seen like such vastly different reactions to this movie. I could not predict like by looking at a person uh, in, in any way, like what they would think about the Barbie movie. That is how uh, uh, like, here and there and everywhere because my reactions my, to it have been my experience so far and i'm going to again on friday i'm going again tomorrow um with with my friends nikki and brian who have a baby and so um they have not been able to see it yet and so we are going to go together and um very excited i everyone i've talked to to a person has um enjoyed it but i i also haven't like asked like a massive cross-section of people and i've also i have to admit probably been pretty um uh, persuasive in my feelings because as we discussed last week I was my expectations were not great like I was I was hopeful but they were low and and I came back from the theater because we it was before I did Oppenheimer so I, I went to Barbie at like 2 30 and I got home at like 4 30 4 4 40 whatever closer to five o'clock and then we went back we left like for the theater like an hour later to go see Oppenheimer at 6 30 so mm-hmm. I should have just stayed at the movie theater, but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. And and I was like buzzing and I like, you know, Grant was even like, oh my God, like I haven't seen you this excited about a movie in such a long time. Like, wow. Because I, I, I personally, I'd love to hear your thoughts about it, but I really, really liked it. It's really that good? I really thought it was fantastic. I enjoyed it much more than I thought I did. And I, I, I was also, I, f- I feel like there's some retconning here. I feel like I was dragged by everyone last week when I said I was worried that I wouldn't like it or that no. it wouldn't be good. No, you um, and I were both in agreement on that. I was like, I, I'm, I was like, my expectations are not high. Like, I'm hoping it'll be good, but I don't expect it to be that. Like, I, I was like, honestly, 
look, I really like Greta Gerwig a lot, and I have a lot of faith in her, but I will say this. I did not love her adaptation of Little Women. There, I said it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Cancel me. the one. Well, look, I'm sorry. I thought that the 1994 one was better, and and I thought that the 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 changing of like the book, like you know, kind of thing. Like I, I thought that I thought that some of the the insert kind of stuff was was not quite. I I didn't I didn't love it. Um, I love the acting it was great. I just there were things about it I didn't love, but I I, I love I love Lady Bird. I love Mare's Story. I love other work and this i honestly thought i was like okay i thought that they got the tone exactly right um i thought mm-hmm. that the the um visuals especially the credit sequence were just so good i i, th- I think tone is where it worked really well for me too because i i enjoyed it like i said i i i think a lot of people want to make it into like this big i <laughs> Uh, sort of subversive statement. No. And I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's a really fun and funny movie that doesn't take itself no. seriously. I, I think right. it plays really cleverly with the expectation that this is a movie that has the backing of the giant corporate entity that is Mattel. Yeah. And it does fun and interesting things with the fact that, like, she is directing within a system where you can't really say everything like you you you, you, not even everything she wants maybe she is saying everything she wants she can't say anything that anyone would want to say like she can't do something completely completely anti that brand no no Uh, but she does play within that space in a way that's like makes it tongue-in-cheek and makes it funny i mean i was still shocked the brand approved i mean honestly yes Like, like, like to be like to be clear, like it is still to be clear. This is still a celebration of Barbie. This is ultimately still. This is not a like. Yeah. Uh, this is not like a Naomi Klein like like a uh, like, uh, evisceration of branding, right? But that th- this is this is ultimately a celebration of capitalism. But the way that things were tweaked, I was honestly surprised that they got away with mm-hmm. it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. your monologue. Go on. No, no, that was pretty much. I completely agree, and um, so that was a, a pleasant surprise for me. Just how present, yeah the brand Mattel was in it and not just because it's Barbie, but um, that delighted yeah, me. Yeah, that, that delighted me too. Yeah. Um, I also, I have to say, um, and to your other point, like it's not that deep of a film, but I also thought the message for it was really good. Like it was one of those things that, to be clear, I think this is definitely third wave feminism. Um, uh, like uh, no one's going to argue that there's intersectionality because it's not even discussed. And I'm fine yeah. with that. I'm completely okay with that. In fact, uh, when, when I see the inevitable discourse about the lack of, of intersectionality mm. and other stuff in the in the Barbie film, I'm going to just completely like cut off my like ears and and blind myself because I don't care um, because it it, it it does it doesn't need to be that. Like I think for what it is exactly what it is, and it doesn't try to be anything more. And this is a film from a you know like elder millennial um, white woman. And like her point of view, like that is, and and that is, that is the point of view. Like, I don't think exclusively of the film. I think plenty of other people could relate to it as well. But like, to me, like, I, I felt like I understood her thesis statement really well because she and I are the same age and have the same kind of references. The Barbies that are there were like my Barbies and which there was something kind of great about that. But I, I really did find mm a lot of the overall messaging, like there's, there's a, a, a big speech that America Ferrera's character gives, which, okay, sure. It on, on one, on one fa- face of it, you could be like, okay, well that's a little bit trite or this or that. But on the other hand, like it actually was, was really good. There were some heartwarming moments 
Um, we have to talk about Ryan Gosling because he stole the show. If I could just say something really yes. quickly. I, I I hear you that there has been some backlash, like critiquing it from a feminist point of view. But the main thing I've seen is this insane right-wing oh. Ben Shapiro oh, blasting yeah, yeah, yeah. it for 43 oh, minutes. Sure. Childish oh, that, backlash. I, oh, that I wasn't I'm even, going, well, I, I was gonna, oh, my God. I, I, I wasn't even going to... I was going to touch on that in a separate point because I, I was just saying I'm wait, I'm awaiting the inevitable like leftist backlash for it. Let right. me be clear. Okay. Let me let, let, let me let me let me be clear. The the only political thing in my opinion about I, I find this to be an apolitical film in every way, unless you are of the opinion that women literally do not deserve to have any rights at all. That is the only <laughs> controversial thing about that, that. That's the only controversial opinion. Like that you could like. That's the only way this could be a political statement. Like I walked out of this and I was shocked by the right wing outrage because I don't get it. Like I genuinely don't because there's no sex. As I said, intersectionality is not a thing. It is a very surface on many levels thing, and the only thing it's kind of focused in on. And it's not even trying to argue that women should be better than men at all. Like, so the only way I think you could find a problem with this film is if you genuinely believe that women do not deserve any rights at all. That's my personal well, opinion. There it is. Um, yeah. It just, I, I'm, I'm sitting there watching his discourse and I'm like, when did like half the country be unable to handle a movie about a doll for children? It's been, it's been a minute. Um, Ryan Gosling is so freaking good in this so movie. Good. He's it amazing. Makes, I, every review that I read beforehand, like it, they called him out. Yeah, paragraphs and paragraphs saying that he is very, very good. And I still went in and I was like, "Oh my god, he's really good. He's really good. <laughs> he's so funny. Like comedic freaking barn burner over here." Um, I could not stop thinking. I think it was in the Alyssa Wilkinson review over at Vox. She mentions that somehow even the way he moves his arms is funny. And so I had like that line in my head when I went in to watch it. And I was like, she's right. The way he moves his arms is just funny. Um, yeah. Stellar performance. Stellar performance. Oscar winner. Oscar winner? He, is he going to get it? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, it, it's such a good performance. Like, And that's the thing. That's what's sort of interesting to me about it, but also I think telling. Like Barbie, and look, to be clear, I think Margot Robbie did a great job. Like I really enjoyed her performance. Um, and she obviously is, past, uh, is cast perfectly. And they even make a, a note at one point about how, you know, the you know a note, a note to the filmmakers, you know, Margot, Margot Robbie, you know, could never be considered something else. Um, but, uh, you know, she looks the part. She, she's great in it. But- it's not really about I Barbie. I saw on Twitter that she was mid. That's very surprising to no. me. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, well, yeah, by, 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 by incels who, like, have never touched a, 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 a woman's breast. But anyway, oh but, like, I mean, it's true. Um, but, I mean, I thought she was very good. But um, even I, – I, I kind of do love that, like, the film is called Barbie. But it's kind of not even really about Barbie in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, Barbie's not, like, the main – thing that you were you walk away remembering at least for me uh i i definitely do i think because she one thing that she does really well i i don't think i've ever seen her do something this comedic before and i thought she was quite funny but also what she did bring was a real gravity to the moments oh yeah of seriousness oh, and she's i think wonderful. for me like she has all of these like like Ken has the funniest scenes, but she carries the most emotional, poignant moments. Oh no, I agree um, with that. I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, when I'm if you think about it, like I think the the character Barbie, not necessarily. I'm not talking about her performance. 
Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I mean, I I also disagree for the same reason. Is that like because those dramatic sure. moments are some of the ones that stayed with me? I think where where like it does go for that emotional chord. Um, that had fair all enough. the ladies crying in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh. I, I didn't get to see kind of like a check with the other people. The The theater was packed, I will say, at like a 2.30 show on a Saturday. The theater was packed and um, and and it seemed to enjoy it very much. Um, the music is really good. Like the soundtrack, they, they nailed it. Uh, there's there, there's one of my favorite 90s bands that's, that's featured <laughs> in, in a great, great way. Great way. Ken does a great, great cover. Um, I don't know. I, I really, I, I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I think I liked it more than you did, but like, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I, and I, I am looking forward to seeing it again. Like it was, to me, it was like a perfect fun summer movie. Like it reminded me of Clueless in some ways. Like that's the last time that I watched yeah. a movie in July that, you know, had a like women like led, you know, thing that, that like, you know, was also as delightful of a surprise. I definitely see that comparison. It makes a lot of sense to me. Um, it was also it was just lovely to see everyone dressed up yes. and also just <laughs> everyone literally like I I didn't use the restroom at the the theater but my friends did and they were saying like although all the people in there were saying like hi Barbie <laughs> to each other like <laughs> thank you Barbie that's so cute uh, and that it was very cute. Did so, you dress up? Yeah. I did dress up. Did you? Uh, no, because I went by myself and so that would have been weird. Oh, it wouldn't <laughs> stop me, but <laughs> I mean, in Seattle, I though, see, it would have been weird. Mm. When I went to see Oppenheimer, you know, like did I walk out of Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, I did not. If I walk out, it's like 70 women are there head to toe in pink yeah. seeing Barbie. It was like the Sex and the I, City movie premiere. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, or like the, ta- it reminded me of the Taylor Swift. It honestly concert, did. Honest. It honestly did too. And that was what was funny is because I saw um, Taylor on Sunday. <laughs> Yeah, and so, so you're just like this is the same thing. <laughs> it was so it was a funny thing. It was kind of I was almost like the pregame, and you know Taylor literally is like Barbie come to life, like mm. literally, especially like like the first outfit that she's in for Lover, like she literally looks like Barbie come to life, and um, so it, yeah, it was it, it was I had the same kind of vibes. Everybody dressing up both places, which I love. Yeah. Well, let's move on to talk about what we are doing this week. Uh, Brianna, what are you up to? Uh, so as soon as I finish recording this with y'all, I'm heading down to Connecticut. Uh, my lovely nieces are on this coast. Um, Yay. so I'm trying to, so we're going over to, uh, Frank's dad's house, right? Where his, uh, girlfriend lives still. Like we go and check on her, you know, after he passed yeah. just to yeah, make sure she's doing okay. And the, the girls are coming along. So it's like, what do you do at grandma's house? Like, how do you entertain <laughs> some 15 year olds? What do you do? Like there's not much to do in Fairfield, Connecticut. So I was thinking through this because uh, the girls are hugely, hugely into dance. So I called up a friend of mine that uh, restores old arcade games. And I'm like, can we come to your warehouse? And I am going to teach them the wonder that is DDR and pump it up. So oh my God. on a nice. real machine. So I'm oh going to liberate them from grandma's house to go play DDR. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I love this. Oh, that what? sounds like such a, are you going to show them how it's done? Yeah. Are you going to kick yeah. their butts? I probably, I don't know. They're really good, but 
I also have like you're a gamer. You also like yeah, twenty years of experience. Experience. Uh, yeah. The Dior machines. Did did you well, have did youth you, beat treachery? I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna mm. say. Yeah, did you have did you have the 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 home pads uh, for PlayStation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we did too. But I quickly outgrew that and went to you know metal pads. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, you way better than me. We we just had them like we had the home pads. Yeah, a friend of mine had that. That was really fun. Uh, Christina, what are you up to this week? Um, so um, I'm. Last weekend was like a crazy weekend for me. Um, friend came into town and, and we went to Taylor Swift, which was great. And uh, I had a Barbenheimer. Um, this week I'm going to Barbie again, and I think that's it. Next week I'm, I'm going out of town again. So this week it's just kind of work stuff and uh, and and Barbie on Friday night with my my friends Brian and Nikki. So that's that's it for me. Yay. Uh, I am working as usual, but mostly I will say I'm preparing for Polygonathon, <gasps> our charity uh, li- marathon live stream, which is coming up next week. Yay! Um, it's going to be for Foster Love this year, which is an organization that like helps foster kids through – there's a few different vectors by which it helps foster kids. It provides them with things like – bicycles and skateboards so they can do activities like their peers um another bonkers thing that i learned is that a lot of foster kids like don't have a bag to carry their belongings between houses and will just use a trash bag which is dehumanizing oh, so one thing horrible. that they do yeah is but they give uh bags to That's kids awesome. so that they can actually carry their things um so jesus yeah Excited to raise money for this organization. That's going to be next week, though. Next week, um, so okay. I, I will be on the show next. You'll week, be on the but show next I'm week. Kind of but preparing you're, for you're that. Preparing for that. All right. So, so what, what what day is that charityathon? So that people know, so we can donate, and we will talk about it next it week is too. But August third through fourth, okay, uh, noon Eastern to noon Eastern. Um, and the URL for donations is going to be tiltify.com slash at polygon. Um, I believe the page is not public yet. But it definitely will be soon. Okay, awesome. Um, and we will stream. We stream at Twitch, right. uh, Polygon on Twitch. So yeah, excited for that. It was a lot of fun last year. Uh, I love doing like twenty four hour events because yeah. it's like once you're in it, you're in it, and you just do it, and then it's over, and then you and get then to it's sleep. over, and you get to sleep, and you get like a comp day. Like I love that. I yeah, love that, and and it's for a really stuff. good cause. Um, and what what games are you going to be playing? I'm going to be playing Mario Kart and Party, I believe. Um, and then in the blocks that I'm on, Tina's going to be playing Pokemon, competitive Pokemon. And then Pat is going to be playing Tears of the Kingdom. Um, so that's what I'm doing. Oh, also, yeah. side note, that just while we're talking, just so I uh, – future things. I, I was able to score tickets to Nintendo Live. Um, Ooh, uh, God. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited about Sick. that. Well, we're going to move on to Rocket Booster, where we are going to discuss uh, oh, aliens, UFOs, aliens exist. and things such as this uh, that are being discussed in House Oversight Committee hearings or being heard in House Oversight Committee hearings. If you are a Booster subscriber, thank you so much for supporting us. You're about to hear that. If you're not, check out Relay.fm slash membership to get a hold of that bonus segment Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. This episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 